I'm Andrea Hope, and this is To Mother. Episode 37, Ayami Ha. Hi, everyone. I'm Andrea Hope, a poet, a wife, a mother, and a Baha'i, and this is my podcast, To Mother, where I share my recommendations and insights about parenting with purpose in the modern world. So I share some quotes from the Baha'i writings that inspire me, some practical tips and resources, and sometimes my poetry, or other people's poetry. So today we are talking about the Baha'i festival of Ayamiha. Now Ayamiha actually doesn't start until February 24th, but I decided to do the episode on it a little bit early because I'm giving gifts ideas for Ayamiha, so I didn't want to wait too close to the actual holy day and then maybe people wouldn't have time given the pandemic and giving shipping costs and times and etc, etc to get gifts or to think about how they really want to make this holiday special. So holy days in any religion bring a wonderful opportunity to refresh on the history of that day and what it means for the culture or the religion or the peoples. And so it was pretty easy to find a reading this week because I, of course, want to read something that explains what is the significance of Ayamiha. So my reading is from note 28 and 29 of the Kitabi Akdas, which really summarize what it means to have this festival for the Baha'is. And I'll explain a little bit more about some of the terms after I read. Known as the Ayami Ha, the days of Ha, the intercalary days have the distinction of being associated with the letter Ha. The abjad numerical value of this Arabic letter is five, which corresponds to the potential number of intercalary days. The letter Ha has been given several spiritual meanings in the holy writings, among which is the symbol of the essence of God. Baha'u'llah enjoined upon his followers to devote these days to feasting, rejoicing, and charity. In a letter written on Shoghi Effendi's behalf, it is explained that the intercalary days are especially set aside for hospitality, the giving of gifts, and etc. So I think it's important before I reflect on this to talk about some of the terms. So one of them is intercalary days. What does that mean? So the Baha'is follow a different calendar. I think I talked about this in another podcast, (laughs) but a lot of the religions, when they come, they bring a a new calendar. So you'll find if you actually study different religions that many of them have changed when we start the year or changed how we count the calendar. So in the Baha'i faith, the year starts in the spring with the spring equinox, which is really fascinating um, to start at that beautiful, vibrant time. And then we have 19 months of 19 days. And so there are more months in the Baha'i calendar. And then each 19 days, we have our feast where the community gets together to pray and to socialize and to talk about community needs. And because it's 19 months or 19 days, if you calculate that, there's always a time during the year where there are going to be a couple extra days that need to be accounted for. So these are days outside of the normal calendar that we celebrate as a festival as the days of Ha, which these quotes say can be associated with the essence of God. So it's four days usually and five days during a leap year. And during these days, it's a very joyous time. Of course, in the Baha'i faith, there aren't really strict traditions about how to celebrate (laughs) any time. But these, I would say, are some of the happiest days. Baha'is often use rainbow colors to celebrate Ayamiha. And yeah, it's just a really wonderful, upbeat uh, time 
And so in the second quote, it talks about how these are days for feasting, for rejoicing, and for charity. So for my living the life tip, instead of doing one thing, I decided to do some top nine gift ideas for Ayamiha. So these are some things that families can think about for Ayamiha. As a Baha'i and as a person who's religious, I think in general, we're always trying to find the balance as parents of celebrating a holy day, making it special, making some traditions for our kids so that they feel a sense of identity, that they feel excited, that they know the history of what they're celebrating, and also balancing that with, you know, the forces of materialism and not being making it focused on gifts or not making it focused too much on material things, but more quality time. And so I think every year that's something that comes up for moms, for dads, for community members. How do we make these days special and stand out? And, you know, because all the time we're feasting and rejoicing and hopefully giving to charity. These are parts of our lives as uh, spiritual people. But how do we make these days really reflect the essence of God? And so I, when I thought about these gifts, there's obviously a lot of ideas for gifts for families, but I tried to focus on things that either help to associate the children with the holy day or their relationship with God, or that are things that build community or build family dynamics. So things you can do together, make together, build together. So for number nine, I said books. <laughs> I think books are always a great idea for gift giving. I'm all about bringing back the book. Uh, for me as a mom, I usually listen to audio books, but I know for my toddlers, definitely they still love physical books. It's really wonderful for them to have that physical touch. So there are some specific books to Ayamiha. I'm going to mention a, a few of them. And if you know more, feel free to email me at info at andreahope.org. So the ones that I know are Maggie Celebrates Ayamiha. And that's available at Baha'i Bookstore. And there just recently has been a video posted of the author reading it. So it's really cool. And then During Ayamiha, How We Celebrate by Alahe Bas. Um, she has that on her website for Baha'i Books for Children. And Ayami Hot in My Family is a newer one by Alhan Rahimi. So I think it's cool to have these books that are very specifically for this occasion. And I know some parents have talked about how they use this as an opportunity to teach their children's classmates about the Baha'i faith or about Baha'i holy days. So reading through these books or sharing these books with a classroom or a neighborhood can really help to bring an understanding of Baha'i holy days. Number eight, I will say, is cards or little quotes, like postcards or little art prints with quotes on them. And I think that this is cool because it's something that they can re-gift, right? So you're giving them a pack so that they can hand it out to other people. They can personalize them. Maybe some of them they can color or, you know, however they want to use them and decorate them or put them with a little tree and pass them out to others. So you can think similarly to Valentine's Day. So a lot of kids during Valentine's Day, they get this box of cards and then they'll sign their name and they'll be able to hand it out to their community members or their friends. So I think finding some festive cards or some little art prints with quotes on them, postcards, greeting cards, and letting children be able to give and receive in this gift is really cool. Number seven, I'm going to say, is puzzles. This is an activity that you can do together. There's some really great puzzles that celebrate the diversity of the human world <laughs> and the human family. I also have a puzzle on my Etsy shop that specifically says Happy Ayamiha and has people of different races and cultures holding up some of the symbols of generosity, the physical symbols of generosity or joy um, or charity in their cultures.
And I know Melissa Sharipu, she also has a puzzle um, with people of different cultures that you can find online. So a puzzle is something that you can get a smaller one that kids can do together, like if they have siblings, or you can get something bigger like a whole family. But just try to be conscious of checking the age range because you don't want to get something that's like too advanced that's going to be frustrating, but you do want to give them a little bit of a challenge. So for number six, I have decorations. Now you might not think of decorations as something that's really a gift, but I will say that I do find that decorations can really be a gift. Buntings, banners, lights, blow up uh, pieces. And the reason I say this is because during the winter holiday season, during Christmas in the United States, our neighbors across the street got this big snowman <laughs> that they blew up, an inflatable snowman, and they had it on their balcony for most of December. And this snowman was like so exciting for my toddler, Azalea. She would talk about it every day. She would like wake up and go to the window and look for the snowman. Sometimes it'd be windy and he'd fall over. And it was just like a constant topic of conversation. So actually when they took the snowman down, I just wrote a little card to the neighbor saying, you know, thank you for putting up these decorations. They also had lights um, all the way down their house. And I just said, thank you for putting up these decorations because it really brought a lot of joy and conversation for my toddler. So when you're thinking about decorations, I'm thinking about, of course, you can do them in the home, but is there a way that you could outwardly decorate or some things that you could get to put on your balcony or your porch or your yard that will attract people? That would just be something fun for people to see. You know, when you walk through cities and you see statues or you see little things that are cute and you want to take a picture with them and they just bring you a little bit of joy. So I would look into maybe making this a time where you focus on some joyful decorations. Now, number five, I have uh, prayer-related gifts. So anything that is going to help your children to connect more with their prayer space or prayer. So in my shop, for instance, I sell little prayer bears. They're these little beanie baby bears, so cute, that are kneeling and praying. And then around their neck is a prayer from the writings, like, oh, God, guide me. <laughs> Oh, God, guide me, or you can get the healing prayer, or you can also customize it. There's also prayer book covers that you can buy online on Etsy and different shops, like Baha'i resources and a rug, a prayer necklace, anything that's going to help connect them with their prayer space, whether that's a physical space or just getting in the mindset of prayer. I love candles, <laughs> things like that. Okay, so number four I have is to make a calendar. So Ayamiha is not that long before the new year, Naruz, which is in March. So this could be a good time to look at some pictures with them, some pictures of your family throughout the year, and design your own calendar or even draw some things. You can scan artwork, um, get planners or whatever, and just kind of make your own calendars and get ready for the new year. And it could be a great like creative project to do as a family to pick out the pictures or to take pictures during this time to get ready for them to be in a calendar. And then if you do take pictures or you do draw things, that's something that you could also make the calendar and print it and gift it to your other Baha'i family members or friends who would also be interested in having a calendar that's unique to the Baha'i um, months. Oh, no. 
and holidays. Number three I have is theater gifts. I'm a total theater kid. <laughs> so I think theater gifts are great. They're gifts that keep on giving because you can use them multiple times. You can use them in different ways. It's something that is appropriate for different age groups. The whole family can get involved or one person can do it. So theater gifts, I would say anything like costumes, puppet making, pu actual puppets, you know, because there's different ranges. You could have the sock puppets or paper puppets or felt puppets or whatever you want to get. That could help them to tell stories, you know, even specifically stories of the faith. How cool would it be to get some kind of 1890s costumes? You hear my kids are in the background with me. like. <laughs> but anyway, how cool would it be to get some maybe 1890s kind of costumes and imagine what it would have been like to go on pilgrimage as one of the first American believers or, you know, just some icons or some wonderful people from the community or from history, some essential service workers that you want to dress up like. And, um, yeah, I think costumes and puppet making and theater types of gifts are really fun gifts that keep on giving. So the next one is number two, which is cooking and baking gifts. I chose this one because I know it's something that can really be catered to different age groups. So there's things that you can do with younger kids where you cook or bake and they're just helping with decorating or they help with putting little pieces of fruit or things like that. And then as the kids get older, they can be more and more involved in the actual cooking and baking. Me personally, <laughs> I am not really into cooking or baking, but I would love for someone else to cook or bake for me. So this is another thing where it's like something that you can do together as a family that can be exciting. You can get these nine point star cutters or you can get, you know, sprinkles and rainbow colors. And there's so many different things that you can do. And then you can give these gifts to people who are in your bubble or whoever you feel comfortable sharing these cooking or baking gifts with or you can just enjoy them as a family so that's great because it's something you do together but it also can be a regifting situation like I said with the cards and then the last thing I said probably one of the biggest things in general are art gifts just art gifts in general are another thing where it's really you're giving them an activity not just a gift so paints they could do wreath making, jewelry making. There's just, you know, the possibilities are endless when you think about what kind of arts and craft kits can I get for them that will be something that they can create or that we can create together. So those are my nine ideas that I have. I'll go through them one more time. So that was books, cards or quotes, puzzles, decorations, uh, prayer-related gifts, making a calendar, theater gifts, cooking and baking gifts, and art gifts. So I hope those give you some ideas of ways that you can celebrate Ayami Hat as a family. And then a resource that I can also share with you is that on All Done Monkey, there is a gift guide that uh, she's been publishing every year for a few years. And so she has different businesses that have some of these gifts specific to Ayami Hat or just in general that fall under these different categories that you can go and check out. I don't think my shop is up there yet because I'm pretty sure you have to submit um, a form to be included so I still need to do that but yeah you can go to this all done monkey gift guide and you can see some different um, creators and shops where you can buy from and then today I'm going to end with playing an Ayamiha song and so this one is a song that a lot of people grew up with and it's from an album by William Sears that has a lot of children's voices so it's really sweet. And so I'm gonna end playing part of this song, Happy Ayamiha by William Sears and the Ayamiha Kids. How about singing an Ayamiha song? 
Mother is an individual initiative and provides only the personal reflections and insights of its creator. That's me. For more information about the Baha'i faith, including access to the official writings and contacts for Baha'is in your community, please visit Baha'i.org.